0: Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Live from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it's Essie Guru's Rainmaker. What is a Rainmaker. Webster's defines a rainmaker as a person whose influence can initiate progress or ensure success. SC Guru's Rainmaker comes to you each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you some of the biggest rainmakers on the world wide web. Our guests will include major search engine executives, payment processors, advertising executives, and an array of sales and marketing pros. We invite you to join your host, Darren Pappin, also known as SE Guru, and his beautiful host, Brandy. S.E. Guru is the foremost authority on search engine optimization and is taught at conferences worldwide. Brandy is an expert in business development, public relations, and sales and marketing. Together, they bring you Rainmaker, a true crossover platform for mainstream and high competition webmasters alike. Log into the chat. Kickback and get ready to open yourself up to a new generation of webmaster radio. It's Essie Guru and Brandy, and you're listening to Rainmaker.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Rainmaker, and I, I am starting off uh, the gabbing about this one because I'm so excited about our guest today. Are you? I am.
2: I I know you are. By the way, can I say, I I normally start off the show by by telling everyone how beautiful you look, and and today is is a day that I cannot let pass without saying, my God, you look beautiful. It's it's great to look across the table here and see, you know, my gorgeous partner, and you're just you're glowing today.
1: I am glowing. Partly because of you, and partly because of our guests, and partly because I'm, I'm dressed like a lollipop with my little pink skirt and my. Well, folks, if,
2: if folks for for those of you listening in tonight, you know uh, my wife has this this fond dream of being Nicole Kidman. Where this came from, I no, don't no know. No, 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 no,
1: actually, that's not true. It was just, well, it this just morning happened that today. I said, no, no, no. If I could choose an actress that I would yeah, want, that's right. To yeah. I, I love me, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to love yourself first before you can be there for anyone or anyone mm-hmm. else. However. If I was going to clone myself after any actress out there, the right. actress I respect most, you know who that is. Darren, you know who my favorite actress is. Give me a break.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank. You're drawing um, a blank? I stormed. I know. I had to stand I in the cold st- and you stormed the stage. Um, <laughs> Did I
1: rushed the stage. I figured, What are they going to do with a woman? <laughs> no. Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange, that's right. Okay. So th- that that is who I'd fashion myself after. However. However.
2: Um, w- with our, our guest today on, on Rainmaker, folks, I, I got to tell you, um, w- when you think of rainmakers and what a rainmaker is, um, I, I think our two guests tonight totally fall into this category. Um, when, it, when it comes to, 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 to making rain, these two ladies...
1: Oh my goodness. And it's everything you always... I mean, I am sorry, people. We are talking about the movie business today, the business that intrigues everyone. We all go to the movies. We all want to be a movie star. We all have a movie star, we think, in us. And uh, these are the women that make stars. They make the choices that, that create the idols that we all look up to, the ones who start the fashion crazes, the trends. And um,
2: I hope there's not a movie starring you now because you're a married, m- married woman. <laughs> no
1: you notice <know?
3: laughs>
2: well, you know, me moving around slowly. Yeah, right?
1: and <laughs> anyway, so without further ado. Indeed,
2: <laughs> introduce our guests. We
1: have the fabulous, the uh, utterly sexy Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins. Uh, they're also co-authors of a book called A Star is Found, Our Adventures Casting Some of Hollywood's Biggest Movies. And, oh, my God, if you guys go over to I M B D. There's like no movie that they have not cast for people. You know, from like 1993, I believe, and up. So L- ladies, I got to ask you
2: what in the world have you not <laughs> done?
4: <laughs> Uh, a whole lot of other good movies that uh, I wish we had done. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I mean, you two
4: are hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> you should take this act on the road. Uh,
2: well, you well, very you funny know. people. We, we 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 try with this radio thing. You know, <laughs> no, I, we it, do,
1: we do, and then we had the maid this morning, which is a whole other issue. <laughs> two hours of sleep, but we're here. Um, but let's go back, girls, because I mean, this is this is an intriguing. I mean, everyone's intrigued with the movie industry. I don't care who you are.
3: Everyone's A- intrigued. Absolutely.
1: How, when you both were growing up, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? How did you envision your life as an adult?
5: Uh, well, um, I'm from Los Angeles, but I'm from the not from the movie business part of Los Angeles. From the blue collar, you know, movies are as far away from were as far away from me as if I lived in Iowa. And um, I, um, I went to uh, I became a medical assistant And I took off and wandered a bit Went to New York and Hawaii Came back and was at a temp agency And I was the only one there And a call came in and they asked me If I could answer phones And then the next day they sent me to uh, Work with the casting director And it was like uh, love at first sight We just really liked each other She asked me to stay on It was a dream come true I had never even you know, thought about show business Good and uh, three years later, Jane came along, wow. and this was in
1: 1976. Is when I started. Oh the my goodness! Oh my goodness! Way
4: back when. Well, isn't there it were horse-drawn carriages? That's back right. Oh, hey 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 hey!
1: 1976. I've got a birthday next Wednesday, and I'm having a <laughs> disco party. So hey, <laughs> all right. So uh, now, so Jane, you you fell into this, which is so interesting. We find that so many people, you know, truly just like even Michael Korda, you know, just. Mm-hmm fell into the industry. So it's very interesting. So for you, Janet.
4: This is Jane. I did want to be an actress. Um, I was seven years old. My mother took me to see, I grew up in New York, and my mother took me to see my first Broadway play. And I was just totally mesmerized. It was it was like a magical experience. Mm-hmm. And then a number of years later, when I was in summer camp, I was 12 years old, I got to do that very same play in summer camp, and I got to be the Mary Martin part. It was South
1: Pacific. Oh, wow. And I was a nurse.
4: I was, oh, well, we could sing the whole score together.
1: <laughs> no, Vita actually. I could sing the entire, it's embarrassing, but I can sing the entire score. So could shake
4: Oh, very, oh, we oh, could. wow. Let's do it. No. So I grew you know, from the time I was a little kid, I was just fascinated, and I never thought that it was a real job, but, you know, that, boy, when I grew up, and I used to practice making my Academy Award acceptance speeches with my with my hairbrush in front of the mirror and Good all of that you. kind of stuff stuff, and I wanted to make movies with Marlon Brando, and then I wound up going to the high school of performing arts, and it sort of became a little more possible for it to be real, and I wound up working, you know, one job led to another, and I actually uh, came out to Hollywood, and I got a SAG card, and then I was a mostly unemployed actress, okay, that sounds and a single very typical. mom with child, <laughs> a single mom with a kid, and I said, boy, this acting stuff is really rough, but wow. I still wanted to stay in the business, and so I wound up getting jobs working in production, and I was working for a writer-director by the name of Frank Pearson on a movie called King of the Gypsies, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of research for him on gypsies, and suddenly one day a light bulb went off in my head and I said, wow, I, I could cast this movie. You know, I know all about gypsies now, and I know about acting, except they already had a very well-known <laughs> casting director who right. wasn't interested in hiring me, right. and it was shortly after that that I started making phone calls and got my first casting job which was uh, a very little low budget movie for Ralph Waite who was an old boyfriend of mine he had, he was still doing he was playing Paul Walton at the time
3: Oh and, okay I remember You know him.
4: I just lucked out that he was doing this little low budget movie and said you want to do it for nothing and I said okay
1: Good for you <laughs> Good for you low risk high reward good for you
4: Yep, and it just turned out, you know, it was the perfect decision at that point in my life, and literally one door after another opened.
1: Now, how did it? So you went from a low-budget, you know, Pa Walton directing this movie, mm-hmm. to how did people then have the confidence to hire you? Because still, well, in 1976, I mean, there were a lot of high-powered people, and I know that Hollywood mm-hmm. is a very closed community. How did those doors open to you? Well,
4: fortunately, I was talking to an agent on the phone one day, who I never even met, but we had struck up a phone acquaintanceship, and she thought I was a different Jane who also used to work for Frank Pearson. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, through that mistaken identity, she <laughs> said, oh, you know, Joe is looking for a casting director. And I went, who? He, she said, oh, don't you know, remember him from whatever? Right. I said, I don't know who you talk, what you're talking about. But I wound up getting in touch with this man named Joe Scully who was casting a TV show. And he hired me. Said, nice. You know, he just he was looking for somebody to come on and, and cheap labor, I think, is what he was looking for Which is an okay thing, that's the second door Ab- Absolutely And literally, you know, one job led to another Until ultimately about a year and a half later I had interviewed with Jennifer Schull Who I really wanted to work for Because she was a casting director that I really admired And she was a wonderful woman And still is a wonderful woman and that's where Janet was working and Jennifer unfortunately didn't have a job for me at the and time Jane had a
5: miserable job at Universal
4: t- uh, TV I had a <laughs> job at Universal that I was very unhappy with and contemplating giving up casting altogether when uh Jennifer called me on a Wednesday and said, I know this is really short notice, but do you think you could start working for me on Monday? We're a little overwhelmed here. We're trying to cast three movies at the same time, and it's one too many for the two of us. God, that's amazing. So
1: let me ask you a question.
4: It is, and even
5: more amazing than than Jane was actually...
4: Go on. It gets better going, Jane. No, no, no. But hold a in the book. You oh, have to read the book. No, no, but, <laughs> but may I interrupt
1: was, for a second? I apologize. Yeah. May I interrupt? Uh-huh. What was it? Because this is very interesting, and I definitely think this has to do with the human psyche. What was it, like, about your job that you hated so much? Because it always seems that in life, when you're finally like, you know what? I am, I'm up to here.
4: Screw it everything.
1: It well. It, it wasn't
4: the casting aspect, because I found that um, television was is a... Is very difficult and to this cast. Is
5: episodic.
4: It was episodic television, and you barely had enough time to think, let alone audition actors and get them to the director and get them cast and and make their deals, and then they were on the set. You you had less than a week in in which, and still today, people who cast, I mean, what's on television is a miracle. I have to say, and it works at a very fast and furious pace. And it wasn't something that I really enjoyed doing. It wasn't the previous experience that I had in casting where I had the luxury of a little more time to really consider and be thoughtful about the actors that I was bringing in in television, you get a script and five days later you need the cast in wardrobe and they have to be on the set and they're shooting.
1: Right, and, uh, you're, and you're the fall guy. If they don't fit, if, if the ratings aren't yeah, up because you don't yeah. pick the right person, you're and the fall plus guy. The,
4: the two shows that I was, I was working on, two different TV series, and none of them, shall we say, was inspirational.
3: You mm, <laughs> have to have passion so and be inspired. They weren't
4: shows that I wanted to watch, let alone work on, so I, I I walked into the guy who was the head of the department, and I told him that I had this incredible opportunity. And he said, no, 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 you're in the middle of casting two TV shows. You can't just leave. And I he went out for a lunch date, and I just sat there stewing, saying, God, what am I going to do? It's not really good to leave in the middle of a job, but I can't say no to this opportunity. Right. And literally during lunch, one of the shows got canceled, and the other show was put on a hiatus. And by the time he got back from his lunch meeting, I said, I-, I really don't have any shows to cast here. I can clean up all my pa- paperwork and be d- out of here by Friday. Talk
1: about th- it things was, being meant to be.
4: Yeah, it was really serendipitous and uh, just uh, meant Perfect. Tr- truly meant to be. I was in the right place at the right time, and I always felt that you know when you make that decision and it's the stars are aligned, literally mm-hmm. I, I've always felt that every door opened one after the other, and I just kept walking through, and I was in the right place at the right time. Good and for then, you. The,
5: then the Jennifer door was a great door because about three months after Jane joined us, uh, she came to us and said, Francis Coppola wants me to go over to head his studio and, and to bring you to. Would you like to work for Francis Coppola? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Let us think about this and we'll get back
1: to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, what's, what, what's a signing for something like that? Like four, you know, cases of, of Merlot? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes. That's so fantastic. Okay, so you so you you went over so you were in house for Coppola. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. We were the casting department for Zoetrope Studios for two wild, wacky, extraordinary, fun-filled years, you know. Wow. It was a real roller coaster ride because the studio was always on the verge of financial collapse, and yet we kept going for, you know, a long time. And during that period there would be periods of time where there wasn't enough money to meet the payroll. And we'd all be called down to the soundstage on a Thursday to say, sorry, guys, no money this week. Hopefully we can get checks to you, or at least partial checks, by Tuesday. Wow. And Terry Gar, who was shooting One from the Heart, mm-hmm. came up with one of the greatest lines that Janet and I still use all of the time. And she said, you know, I always thought that time was money. But here, I guess time is just time.
1: <laughs> you know what? Right. That's that's a beautiful... Let me, ask, so let me ask you guys a question. That floors me, okay? Because when you think of... Francis Ford Coppola, you think of billions and billions of dollars. You think of an automatic (laughs) Oscar and you think of like a man who like, I don't know, like he has so much money in the the interior of his suits must be like, (laughs) you know, forget Ben. It's got, you know, Francis in it.
4: No, he he mortgaged
5: the farm to keep things. He was afloat. yeah. The only thing he didn't he didn't mortgage was his vineyard because that was his dream. It was and his But baby. he was. I mean, there was always creditors, you know. And uh, it, it was uh, it, it was interesting. We'd be uh, and sort of by the time we left, our roof was leaking, the toilets weren't working. But you know. But,
1: so uh, what movies? Yeah. What movies did you cast with him?
4: We were working on uh, the first film that we did at Zoetrope was a film that he didn't direct. It was a film called Hammett um and then we did one from the heart
3: mm-hmm.
4: and then finally as the studio was really beginning to fall apart he left town to do <laughs> we, he got out of dodge and went to oklahoma to do the outsiders and, and so
5: i went with him and did the outsiders and rumble fish in oklahoma as uh as jane was uh, starting our company and going to find our first little office
1: muzzle tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. that's awesome and what, rumble fish and 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 the outsiders that was like it weren't those judy bloom books those no. were uh, S.E. Hinton. Oh, S.E. Hinton.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, ladies, as as I look at, um, at, at the back of your book, um, just to quote quickly here, if you want to know what goes through the mind of a filmmaker or casting director when actors are uh, actually vying for roles and crucial decisions are being made, this engaging, insightful book will be an eye-opener. Jane Jenkins and Janet Hershinson are among the all-time greatest casting directors in Hollywood. That's that's stated by Ron Howard. That that has got to be um, an acclaim that (laughs) makes you guys just grin from ear to ear every time you see that.
4: We are grinning. We are are (laughs) grinning. (laughs) What I really grin uh, uh, about is that, you know, we were very fortunate that um, just as Zoetrope was beginning to fall apart, Ron Howard called Fred Roos who... He had been uh, one of the premier casting directors and, in fact, had cast The Andy Griffith Show and had cast... um, The Godfather. Mm. Mm. uh, Mm. More importantly for Ron, he had had cast American Graffiti, and he was um, now working as Francis's producer. And so when Ron was getting ready to do his first uh, sort of big feature film, the first non-Roger Corman film that had a little bit of a budget... He called Fred Roos and said I need a casting director, who should I hire And Fred sort of anointed Us and said, well you should just hire Jane And Janet, and Fabulous. so he did Fabulous, and that film went On to be very successful for him And he's not stopped Working since, and he has continued To hire us, that was 1981 That's so and, good uh, for you. we've done, I think 14, 15, I've lost track Films for him, There. There are only three films that he's done that we did not do, and of course they <laughs> were horrible flops. <laughs> no, they, they they weren't. But um, for one reason or another, we couldn't do them. Now, uh,
2: now my I, I'm looking at at the list of um, you know, your your credits here. Is there a particular genre? Because I do notice, you know, there's, uh, you know, Apollo thirteen, The Perfect Storm. Um, you know, ghosts of Mississippi. Is there is there any is there any particular genre that that you ladies tend to favor over over another, or is there, it? Here's a great script. Here's a great sort of director, is, and let's go.
4: This sort of is in terms of of the movies I choose to pay for and attend, but um, not so much in terms of the the work, because that, that decision about what the film, what the script is, and, and all of that is made by the producer and director. And mm-hmm. We either choose to work on, on on a project or not. You know, there are films that we've turned down because we've found them uh, embarrassing or too <laughs> salacious or, you know, too, right. uh, too vicious or violent and, and demeaning to women. So there are a, a, a number of films that we've turned down over the years, but in terms of the choices that we make, if Ron Howard or Rob Reiner or Chris Columbus or Wolfgang Peterson is doing a movie,
1: right, we want right, to, to,
4: to do it. We're happy to do it. So now
1: Let me ask you girls another question. Do you mind, first of all, do you mind me calling you girls? because we can? Not edit? at all. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm all about <laughs> girl power and I, <laughs> my birthday is next Wednesday and I'm, I'm <laughs> always going to be a girl. <laughs> Never lose the heart of a child. Um, but I also see to your credit, I mean, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. You, you Leonardo DiCaprio. How do I Caprio. 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 Leonardo DiCaprio. You have, how do you find these diamonds in a rough when you have a casting call and there's all of these people who show up for these huge casting calls? How do you find that diamond
4: in a rough? What, what what's we, what you what's the do, twinkle
2: we, in the eye? You know, what, what is yeah. it?
4: Well, if you had seen Leonardo DiCaprio when he was 12 years old, standing outside your office door, you would have said, "Oh my God, bring this gorgeous child it's in." It's like here. an
5: angel from above. Uh, he it was. Uh, you know, when we when we cast, we we don't do huge open calls, so there's not tons of people okay. waiting. We like to you know treat people better than that. But generally, we we meet people through through agents. Uh, in Los Angeles, you really have to deal with an agent, otherwise, we'd have you
4: know 300 thousand actors on our door every every day. Uh, and so and are you predominantly
2: dealing with William Morris, or do you deal no, with more independents?
4: From from William on Morris Mar- 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 on down, down to the little tiny yeah. Ma and Pioneer. Nice, agencies. nice. Okay. Generally, for, for
5: leads, you usually the leads are probably name leads are probably going to co- come from the big agencies. But then you know when you're doing children, there's children's agencies, and when mm-hmm. you're doing very small parts, you, you, you that's when actually you get to meet new actors. It's like the little parts. That you know, William Morris isn't going to be supplying cop number three, right? You're gonna, absolutely. You're going to deal with agents maybe you've never dealt with, but a face comes you go. Oh, this is a good face. Yeah. And um, you know, like I did, I did uh, Transformers, which will come out next July 4th, which is going to be fabulous oh, for cool. Michael Rock Bay. Yeah, yeah. And there were all kinds of uh, the little parts we needed, and and we we met tons of people, uh, you know, new actors we'd never met before, agencies mm-hmm. I'd never dealt with before.
1: Who, now let me ask you, in your career, who is it that you guys um, discovered, so to speak, who you were so passionate about? Maybe you had to push against the current to get them the part, but you just knew they embodied exactly that character.
4: Well, we certainly didn't discover Whoopi Goldberg, but when we cast Ghost, um, we were the only two people that wanted her, and everybody else from our writer-director at the studio all said, yeah, 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 there's Whoopi Goldberg out there, and... We'll think about her, but who else is there? because she was sort of in a downward turn in her career at that moment. she had done a couple of movies that didn't do so well, and mm-hmm. uh, she sort of had a a reputation for being a bit of a pain in the butt mm-hmm. um, and she had come in early on to meet with Jerry and said very openly, "You know, I know that I have a reputation, and I can explain a lot of it." But all I can tell you is that I really want this job, and I will do the most incredible job that you can imagine to do it. And she she didn't audition, it was just a meeting. And Mm -hmm. Jerry liked her, and he kept on saying, Yeah, but who, let's, you know, she's there, and she's, you know, wants to do this, but who else is there? Yeah, who
2: else would there have been? I I mean, looking at the movie Hindsight. I can
4: tell you who came in and did an amazing, amazing audition, who I thought could have been a a, a real serious contender, uh was Nell Carter. Oh, oh yeah, she yeah. was okay. fabulous. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. absolutely fabulous and her um, voice. And there were a the number, there were number of actresses. I mean, we saw every African American actress on both coasts, including oh. Tina Turner. <laughs> including Tina, Tina Turner. Oh I wow,
2: know. I
1: could see that. <laughs>
2: yeah, but but can I tell you? I I, I ultimately I, I, I think Whoopi pulled it off. Uh, I, th- I I, I, would I would think so. it was well. just uh, uh, I, th- I I think she did it an amazing job. Else
4: you know, when, when we read the script, when I first read the script, I could literally hear her voice as I was reading. I'm a very bad reader, and I read out loud in my own brain. I think you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I could literally hear her voice mm. saying the lines, and, you know, for for weeks and weeks and weeks while I was auditioning people for other parts and mm-hmm. I would have to read the Oda Mae lines, I did my Whoopi Goldberg inter- interpretation, you know? Good so you. Finally, I just kept saying to Jerry after every actor came into uh, after every audition for okay. that part, <laughs> he would go, no, she. that was a good reading, but no, that's not what I want, and I would say, it sort of became a joke, how about Whoopi Goldberg, Jerry? Right. <laughs> let, me,
1: let me just start, yeah, subliminally even, like, you know, just
4: Whoopi. Uh-huh. And know. finally, weeks and weeks went by, and he got a list from friends of his of uh, a whole bunch of actresses, and he said, here's a whole bunch of names. What about these people? And I looked at the list and I said, Jerry, you have met every one of the people on this list. Right, and you weren't happy. And it was then that he finally said, Well, what about (laughs) Wipigo? There you go. Women are always right. It
1: starts off with a matriarchy. And talking about a list of wonderful people, let's take a quick break, pay a little homage to our advertisers, and we'll be right back with Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins.
6: Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break.
7: Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now. From Casali
8: Media. Casali Media.
7: Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Caselli Media.
0: 60 day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no risk 60 day free online advertising trial today best of the web
8: botw.org generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with paper post The Consumer Generated Advertising Network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Vive la revolución!
1: I only find you attractive to me. Good. How about you, dear? Mmm, <laughs> is that that lovely steamy odor of you go, sex? Wow, it
2: smells like sex. In here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. That's really so, bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny uh, uh, everybody in the room Is going Oh they're in love
3: I
1: like that whole aspect Of I'm on radio No one can see What I look like And it was sort of My nice Ha 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 To the listening audience Clad Just in a pair of heels
2: Naked Wearing
6: only High heels
7: Sailors say Brandy, You're about-
1: And every once in a while, do I get hit on? Sure. And is it nice for me to every get like... Every once in
2: a while. You get hit on all the time. <laughs>
1: oh, whatever. I love you. But, and is it nice to get a little attention? Sure. But do I want someone else? Do I get turned on by someone else? Absolutely not. And I think that's the coolest thing for me, is nobody else turns my head but Darren. It's like, I've been out there. I've sewed my wild oats. Yeah,
2: she was a slut before she met me, <laughs> and now I've just got someone <laughs> who wants to be a housewife. How did I luck out with that? What's that all about? No, but I
1: mean, it was like, <laughs>
7: Here's them say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But my love, my lover, my lady is the scene.
2: It is nice to be
6: celibate as long as you can do it with everybody.
1: <laughs> I don't get it.
6: Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs>
6: Rainmaker. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm
0: Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere.
6: back to Rainmaker only on webmasterradio.fm now here's your host
2: and welcome back everybody to the second segment of hey Hollywood meets the internet in full force. Can I? Can I tell you? Like, I'm having a real good time with this. I am, too. Sweetheart, we had
1: like arm wrestle as to who was coming into the next. Segment. No, I know.
2: She's like, like looking at me, going, "No, no, no, no me, it's me, it's me." me.
1: Well, no, no, because I want to make a point. First of all, our featured guest for today, before Darren and I wrestle ourselves off the air, uh, are the co-authors Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins of "A Star Is Found: Our Adventures in Casting Some of Hollywood's Biggest Movies." These are the women that make stars when you watch movies they have placed all of the actors in their roles such that they can personify exactly
2: and a quote by Wolfgang Peterson casting can be absurdly complicated or it can be fun but through the entire process you better hope you have someone like Jane and Janet by your side they make it work, and they've lived to tell the entertaining tale. <laughs> and from what it sounds like, ladies, you you, you guys definitely have some tales. Um, I, 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 I want to ask about. Hold on. I want to ask one question first. Uh, look at her. She, she, she's well been dying. Well, no, there's dying. a thousand questions, okay, but I just think yeah, it's a segue yeah, question, yeah, which it's is segway, true. Yeah. You want to mess with Se- me? Yep, I'm, coming over 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 I'm coming no,
1: over there. I t-
3: over wouldn't sure. mess with
1: her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just it's so interesting because when you were talking about the whole, you know, choosing a whoopie and how that you know that was in your mind to do it and you look back over time and i you know i saw this from you know shirley temple was supposed to play um dorothy and the wizard of oz right but when you think of the wizard of oz you could never picture shirley temple right. in that role and how yes you know like darren was saying but how could anyone else but Whoopi goldberg playing ghost well you know what tina turner a lot of these people could have done a great job but it's really that like your choice you created the legacy of what people remember for their, you know, in, in their favorite movies, like that's
4: huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. you are I've part never really of thought about creating a legacy. That's an awesome responsibility. <laughs> now you've terrified me. <laughs> I think that's
1: very difficult to do, but it's true. You want you want a Jessica Lange story? So um, she's your favorite actress? Okay. You give me one. I'll give you one. Okay. Well, we, we were doing, <laughs> no, we cast
5: the movie Francis.
1: No, no, no. Jessica. That's my favorite. You did. No, 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 no. That's my favorite. Oh, I love you girls even more. <laughs> yes. Listen,
5: well, we I were actually, I think Jennifer probably got the main, I don't know if we were all three, but we I were, we are. yeah. And actually, when we were casting the leading man, the director couldn't decide. So we did a secret ballot between Sam Shepard and an actor named Richard Jordan, who passed away soon after that. Uh, and uh, and Sam Shepard won the secret ballot and got the part
1: and got the woman and got, mm-hmm. the, and got <laughs>
5: the girl <laughs> I
1: am so not into like celebrities and I've been you know we, we we live a fairly spoiled life in regard to the circles that 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 we you know uh, circulate in we circulate mm-hmm. in circles I guess but I've always just it was that movie with Jessica mm-hmm. Lang because first of all I love true stories but my God yeah. I mean yeah. she became.
4: Yeah, she was terrific. Oh,
1: I, I like to this day. I mean, I, I've watched that movie, unfortunately, many more and, times. And what a life thing. that
4: woman had, you know. <laughs> Do
5: you ever see any Francis uh, uh, Francis movies?
3: Yes. Oh.
1: She she was she was like
5: she had the acting style of today. You could see where it, she was just a fish out of water in those
1: days. Well, she was she totally was. She was a to- totally ahead of her time, yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, that whole Russian incident and our mm. listeners probably have no idea what we're talking about, but you should know <laughs> what it was and, and, and oh, oh, and I've got a question I want to ask you girls then. Is this correct? France um Jessica Lang was up for best actress in Francis, and she was up for best supporting actress in Um, Tootsie Tootsie. the same year Mm -hmm. and from what I understood from my other friends was that because in the movie Francis they intimated that she had a lobotomy yes um, she did Okay, but yet the Uh, records were were supposedly lost that she um, like a a big lawsuit was ensuing or a certain um, like there were certain threats being made so she ended up winning for best supporting actress which like Tootsie was such a I mean it was a cute movie But, I mean, it wasn't, like, phenomenal it was a terrific
4: movie, and she was terrific in it, but I I don't know, uh, it's the first I've ever heard, because there wasn't much of a family left of Francis Farmer's, uh, so I don't know who would have been suing.
1: I heard it was a psyche, like, I I heard it was, like, something to do with the mental health community.
5: Oh, 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 Oh. I don't know. But it's funny, sort of the way the Academy votes, it's just, you know, a whole bunch of people, so there's never really a concerted effort, Um yeah, you know, I, I may have been that. Uh, I don't. I don't know who won that year, but it's. Uh, you know, it, it's generally sort of in the academy. It's just
4: you know several people voting, and it's never well, it's five thousand people. Voting, right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's popular. A,
3: it's
4: a, Well, the thing that's always strange about how the academy works is that every branch of the academy nominates within their own branch. So the actors in the academy. So maybe there's you know uh, I don't know a thousand of them nominate the actors, and the editors nominate the editors, and the costume designers nominate the costume designers. And Janet and I are members of the Academy, but because there isn't an Academy Award for (laughs) casting, As there should be. I totally agree. (laughs) So as members at large, because we don't have our very own branch, we can nominate the best film, as can everybody. They can nominate within their branch, and everybody can nominate best film. So there are... The numbers uh, that comprise the nominations vary from category to category, but then you have the entire membership of the academy, which is something I think in the neighborhood of like five or six thousand people voting on. When you have the five top nominations in every category, everybody can vote. So it's um, mm. it's you know it's hard to understand why there is the process. The the process is is very strange, you know. I remember one year, Rob Reiner's um, A Few Good Men was nominated as Best Picture, but he was not nominated as the director.
3: Right. Well, right. Who directed that Best directed Picture? <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And it you doesn't. In a, in a way, it doesn't make any sense. But that's the, it's just the way the numbers work oh. out. And yeah. And
1: you girls also directed. Uh, you also casted for that movie too. Yes, mm-hmm. we did.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, question.
2: All of Rob's movies. Mm. Question. I I am in looking at like uh, Apollo thirteen, the perfect storm. When when you when you're dealing with real life stories, Mm -hmm. do you do you approach casting differently than what you would something that's you know sci-fi?
4: Uh, you sort of yes and no I mean, there's a lot of research When we were doing Apollo I had pictures of all the real people And when we were doing Cinderella Man We had pictures of all the real people and, 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 But ultimately, you want actors Who sort of um, capture some essence of those characters But you, you don't need to cast people Who are, you know, ringers for the real people But you sure. want a certain quality That that exudes That exudes from, you Mm -hmm.
5: know Yeah, I'm I'm on the perfect storm Yeah, the perfect storm We wanted these guys To really come off as fishermen um, You know, Boston fishermen Right um, And and actually one of our best My best compliments I was told they they took the boys out To uh, when they were cast To do To practice some fishing Because they had to learn how to fish and they had the real fishermen there waiting for the actors to show up. And they were going, where's the actors? And there was the actors there. They thought they were just other fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that now, that's, the, you know, yeah. that's a compliment.
1: You're like, yes, we scored. That's yeah, like irony. Absolutely. That was but a little, I unfortunately knew one of the guys that was on. Did you really? Yeah. It was wow. Yeah. Not Which one? Um, Bakarowski. Which uh-huh. we probably shouldn't say that out loud right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll edit that part out too. Because it was very, that was very sad for the family. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was oh.
5: a tragic uh, incident. Yes. So.
2: Now, now, w- t- tell me about, tell me about. Y- you've had s- just a slew of amazing blockbusters, but one that that has truly captured the hearts of both children and adults, Harry Potter and 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 the one thing that that Brandy and I have had just <laughs> lengthy conversations about oh. is the extensive character development done.
1: Actually, I disagree., y-
2: y- you know,
1: right. See, we disagree on this.
2: What do you mean I'm we sorry. disagree on this?
1: I think that this, I apologize. I think the scenes are done, really. We don't want to go into this conversation now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we won't take personal umbrage. Right, you, you don't have to love every one of the movies.
1: No, you write the... I love the movies. I'm actually an adult um, child who reads all the books. Oh, I don't Oh, know. yeah, she's... Like, I lust them. Like, if they come out, I'll get my face painted to go to Barnes & Noble. Oh, no, <laughs> the we're, <laughs> th- <laughs> we're there at midnight Good for you. the party, you know. And absolutely. And I think that... The the a phenomenal job has been done in in the the set detail because it's exactly how I pictured it in my mind. I mm-hmm. just I just didn't love and this is not you girls. I think the characters, the people that you chose to portray, the characters mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that the script they did enough character development for each of the main characters. uh
5: uh-huh. Is my that, own that that becomes sort of a yeah. Sometimes the problem in filmmaking is is
4: truncating the books a book a, a bit. That's yeah. tough.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I, I've had similar complaints. Uh, it's so funny. We we had two conversations this morning with two different people. One of whom loved the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. and envisioned Tom Hanks when he was reading the book, and the other one thought that they just ruined the book and Tom Hanks was terrible. So you right. know, it's it goes with the territory. You can't please all the people all the time, Absolutely. and a filmmaker, you know, and those decisions ultimately are, aren't our decisions. Those those decisions of um, that magnitude belong to, in the case of Da Vinci Code, Ron Howard and his producer, Brian Grazer. Right. And since the movie made $700 million <laughs> worldwide, it's <laughs> hard hey. to argue with this? that decision. So obviously something worked. But it's ultimately such a personal choice and, and the choice of the filmmaker that it's our um, obligation and job to fulfill the director's vision and not to fight him on it
1: okay and speaking about fulfilling vision uh let's take a quick break and again pay a little homage to our fabulous advertisers and we will be right back with our featured guests janet hershenson and jane jenkins
6: sit tight and don't move rainmaker we'll be back after this short break
8: Attention Webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genie Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. and at your command. Genie pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more
4: through our referral program. Genie knows
8: has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W S dot com.
0: into a fortune.
8: Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct to consumer communication by implementing web 2.0 technologies. PR web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web.
7: Flashback November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the world wide web. That station was Webmaster Radio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest-growing internet media outlets in the world. In the world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Cole, Susan Brat, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Schwartz Jeremy Shumate, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisen, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high-profile trade shows in the world. At Tech, Search Engine Strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo, and we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Diller, John Patel, Keith us and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed. We are webmasterradio.fm, and we're everywhere.
0: Wizards, Rainmakers, Rock Stars, Gorillas, and Guru. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
6: Now back to Rainmaker only on webmasterradio.fm Now here's your host
1: So excited I get to start this segment. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to uh, this edition of Rainmaker. Again, you can tell we're having such an awesome time here because we're getting a sneak peek behind uh, what everyone's most interested in, the movie world. Because we all have... We're all intrigued with superstars and how they get where they are. And our featured guest today, Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins, who are also the co-authors of A Star is Found, are adventures in casting some of Hollywood's biggest movies. And they are the and biggest and movies.
2: And just, just just, to name a few, because I, I know we've named only, only a handful, but just to kind of give the scope of what these ladies ha- have, have um, you know, worked on for casting is, is The Da Vinci Code, Friday Night Lights, Something's Got to Give, A Beautiful Mind, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, The Holiday, Apollo 13, The Perfect Storm, Air Force One, Jurassic Park, The Ghosts of Mississippi, The American President, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, like, ah, I, I mean, it just, and, and can I tell you Mystic Pizza?
1: Yes, because they got a Marvel head in Mystic Pizza. <laughs> I, lo- I,
2: I love Mystic Pizza. That was a great movie. Prin- Princess Bride, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Tell me tell me how much fun was that movie to work oh, with. Oh, that
3: was a lot of fun.
5: That was a lot of fun. That was our first movie with John Hughes. Uh, then we, oh. then we, we cast several movies after that that John directed or produced. And that was one where, boy, if Matthew Broderick hadn't done that, I don't know where we would have gone. <laughs> he was just perfect. And you know it uh i you know, it was uh, that was slim pickets i I was sweating that till we had that deal closed Good
3: and uh for
5: you. yeah and uh and that was one of one of where um as I was at the secretary role as I was going through my files trying to get ideas for the secretary, and I came upon e d McClurg's picture, and I just knew I knew John Hughes would fall in love with this woman and that she mm-hmm. would and he used her in several films after that, and I hadn't worked with John before, so I, you know, I didn't really know him. But I just, it was like, this is the secretary. She will make this secretary into a role that people will know. That's and, he, uh, and yeah. she
1: did. So let me Absolutely. ask you a question: What's the biggest like? Oh my God, you got me this role! Amazing response from someone, like a big thank you, or just like an emotional response from someone.
4: <laughs> Gosh. You know, oddly enough, it's the people that you give the smallest little part to that you get the biggest bouquet of flowers. And oh my god, oh my god! Really? Frequently, it's maybe their their first movie role. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Although I did get a very big, beautiful bouquet of flowers from Whoopi Goldberg, and a fabulous note that I have framed. I must say.
3: Good idea. Nice. You know,
4: when we cast Mystic Pizza, Julia was very happy, but. You know, it was just a job. Who knew that it would turn into that film and that she would turn into Julia Roberts? You know, I think it's very hard to see that far down the road. Sure. It's, it's just the next job, and, yeah, it's a great job, and, you know, you get it's a nec- back, you know, but... Yeah, it's, it's a, the
3: next gig.
2: Gonna
4: turn into? Yeah,
1: but, you know what, see, I disagree with you. I think that's fairly disgusting. Because, <laughs> like, no, it's true. Like, your girl, you know, you, 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 know, you, you were, you were uh, a woman who wanted to be an actress. You had a daughter, you couldn't, f- you know, you couldn't find a job acting, so you found a different route to go that was really fulfilling. So to have to be someone like Julia Roberts, who at the time, no offense to Julia, although, well, I mean, she was kind of horsey. She was kind of a big girl. <laughs>
4: I guess she wasn't as slender as she, when you w- when you look at that picture and you look at the rump on her, you go, wow, she really transformed.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm not the only person should have breakstone stapled to my ass, <laughs> but don't laugh at that, girls. That wasn't, I nice, know that was not nice, girls, but. Um, but my God, she was working, and she had, even though it's an ensemble cast, she had a major role there. So even though you don't know where it's going to take you, she is employed and employed in a in a in a but big. So is,
4: so is every actor in the movie. You know, if if Janet and I sat here waiting for um, right. thank you notes to roll, and sure. It it you mm-hmm. know people. It's it's a business and it's a job, and yeah. actors come in, they audition, they get the jobs, and and thank God they do. And we look and we look mm-hmm. brilliant, and I always figure. <laughs> my my payoff is that we get hired again by somebody else because they saw that movie right. and they say, "God, what a great job!" Let's get those. Yeah. I mean, there, there are certain actors that, like I, I have a special
5: bond with some of the outsider boys. Like I, I don't see them very often, but if I run into Rob Lowe, you know, we truly, dearly are happy to see each
4: other. Yeah, and uh, and the same is true with Patrick and, you know, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. his, uh, all, all those boys that we've known yeah. since they were, he, even, we were it, all younger and yeah. thinner. And even <laughs> Tom, I mean, Tom
5: Cruise, when Jane did, uh, did uh, A Few Good Men, she would go over and every time she, uh, uh, Tom would be there, he'd ask how I was, how my husband was. You know, so it was, uh, you know, it, that's nice. You know, that, that's nice. really all that, that, uh, that one can expect.
1: No, no, absolutely. And you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I, I have brandyisms, and one is, you know, I don't want to expect too much nor accept too little. hmm <laughs> Okay? And that's a hard balance. But I was yeah. just, it, it's just interesting to me, because I would think that if I was someone who was really working hard on my craft, and I was mm-hmm. cast in a role, like, you know, like, my like, God, oh, one of the Potter kids, or, you know, a Julia Roberts back in Mystic Pizza, because that still was a high-profile, it was a high-profile movie,
4: mm-hmm. with... You know, and it wasn't really, you know, it really wasn't a high profile. It, 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 we, we paid all three of those girls, we paid everybody in that movie. It was, I think, a $7 million film, which even back then was a pretty modestly budgeted yeah. film. Um, we paid all of the girls the same salary, you know, um, Lily, Lily Taylor and Annabeth Gish, and all of the boys got... Um, less than the girls and they all got the same amount of money so it was not a b- yeah everybody thought it was a sweet script but it wasn't a high pir- p- powered director mm-hmm. directing it it was just a nice little slice of life right movie it was that a good story off really exceptionally well because uh, it was a terrific cast of people right yes that um, really served the piece extraordinarily well
2: right good for good for you. story. Witness. Yeah. good casting, yeah. engaging
4: you. Yeah. movie. So let me,
1: I'm going to pretend I'm but Julia.
4: It wasn't, you know, <laughs> you didn't enter into a film like that with the same kind of expectations, say, that we would have entered into with The Da Vinci right. Code, right. 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 It was such a huge, big bestseller, you know, the biggest bestseller since the Bible, and Ron Howard and Tom Hanks, and uh, shooting all night at the Louvre, which nobody had ever done, you know. Right. So you sort of enter into those, Movies in in a different way.
1: Now, which do and you? Tom prefer? Hanks didn't
4: send me a thank you note either.
1: <laughs> well, you know what on on, on Tom Hanks on Tom Hanks you know behest, I, I'm I'm now going to thank you because.
2: <laughs> well... <laughs> well,
1: because it made him. I mean, really, he's been a
2: little busy with UA,
3: you know.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think that uh, you know w- when you're cast in a role, you know it said Sammy Davis Jr. You know he's always afraid that his last gig. Yes, his, you know, or his or his present gig was going to be his last gig, and I would. So are we,
4: <laughs> right? <laughs> so is everybody in the show business, right? I would you think, think the phone is never going to ring again.
1: So why not like spend a little time being grateful to the people that absolutely like plugged you to get to the place where you're at today? Okay, sorry, I like have an issue uh, with this. Yeah, <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all about being grateful. Um, so let me ask you: Do you girls enjoy? You no, know, I understand. It's obviously more stable work. You know, as soon as you know Ron Howard comes around, or Jerry Bruckheimer, or um, or Rob Reiner, you know, like, wow, this is a great. You know, it's great to have on our credits. It's stabi- you know, it's stability. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of like no one can go wrong. They he can't go wrong, and you guys can't go wrong. What are the kind of like if if I could wave my magic wand and you get to do any kind of casting? What does that look like?
4: Oh gosh. Hmm.
5: Well, it's actually. I, we got to do we, we got to do a little bit of kind of old fashioned casting on Transformers actually because the the lead roles were uh, they didn't have a lot of money uh, they wanted they weren't looking for big stars for the leads so we had actors come in to read for these lead roles so all the the leads are actors who came in to read and we populated around with some you know major co-stars John Turturro and John Voight and Anthony Anderson and Bernie Mack. But we, uh, for some, and I can't tell you what the plot is, because it's a top secret. Because we'll oh. have to kill her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, there, and actually in that one, there's this wonderful young actor named Shia LaBeouf, who is just amazing. He will be such a star. Mm. He's like 19 years old. Uh, and, and a young actress named Megan uh, Fox is his, his leading lady in it. She is like a 19-year-old Angelina Jolie. Mm. She is just yeah, amazing. And uh, so it, that, that was kind of fun. It was people came in, and then we would show the tape, and they would come and read
1: for the director, and they would get the part from reading. That's awesome. And you guys, obviously, you did the weeding out. So good for you. So mm-hmm. now yeah. you you're it's like you're spawning a whole new generation mm-hmm. well, that's of the actors.
4: Of, uh, that's the thrill of casting. You don't, You don't have to be a rocket scientist to say, boy, if you cast Tom Hanks in a movie, that's a good idea. But... It's finding mm-hmm. the new people who get to have a shot at one of the one of the thrilling parts of casting a film like A Beautiful Mind was because it was a fairly modestly budgeted movie, and uh, Russell Crowe even took uh, a reduction in his salary. And you know, nobody thought it was going to be a huge. You know, who figured who was going how many people were going to go see a movie about a schizophrenic mathematician? And so my marching orders were to find superb actors who could stand toe to toe with Russell Crowe, but who weren't going to cost an arm and a leg. And it gave people like Josh Lucas and Paul Bettany and Mm -hmm. and Adam Goldberg, uh, not to mention Jennifer Conley, a real shot in the arm Mm -hmm. because they had fabulous material and a fabulous actor to co-star with, and they got to really show off who they are, and they've all gone on to very nice, successful careers as a result of taking not so much money in a really good script and uh, having a real shot at it. And so that kind of casting is really satisfying. You know, it doesn't... Everybody knows who all the big stars are, and you could cast a whole movie just naming, you know, all the names that you see on uh, Entertainment Tonight or whatever. But that's not really what casting is. Casting is finding that new person and putting them in the right spot That sort of gives A jump start to to a career That breathes
2: life Into the written character Well,
4: that's that's why Casting a a mystic pizza And and seeing that You know, people like Vincent D'Onofrio And and Lily Taylor Mm -hmm. And and, uh, 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 Annabeth Gish Has been Mm -hmm. uh, working on A TV series uh, For the last year Called The Brotherhood In which Mm -hmm. she is just absolutely, she's just matured into this beautiful, beautiful actress, woman, which is scary. Just <laughs> phenomenal, right. and you know, love that show. Just because Showtime. she doesn't have the same career that Julia Roberts has enjoyed, I'm no less proud of having cast her as as a kid in that movie. To see what she's grown into is, you know, really a satisfying par- being right. a, a participant in that is really satisfying to me.
1: Well, and you know something too, people make choices. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of things I want in life, but I wouldn't want, you know, no offense, Julia, I wouldn't want Julia's life. That's a very complicated. It's a very, it's life. a hard life.
4: It's a very hard life being that kind of a big time star.
1: Yeah, even even to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror sometimes. So I think oh, it's... oh, that part I
4: think would be yeah. easy, but it's well. the invasion. Well, I don't mean it like life. that.
1: I don't mean it like that. I mean, right? I mean, just yes, the invasion into your life. The, yeah. b- you know, you're on such a high pedestal that you know w- yeah. when you when you take a step, oh my God, how far yep. you have to plummet.
5: Yeah, you have a cranky day, and then there is a nasty picture you, of you in the, uh, in the in the tabloids, <laughs> and the, you know you're accused of being a horrible person, and
1: yeah, yeah. right, yeah, and it's hard, and it's hard. even though you know those are lies, it's hard. You know, like you mentioned Josh, Josh Lucas. Like, I mean, he's a, he's truly a nice guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've had the pleasure yeah. of, of spending some time with him. Have so you, it's nice. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's nice to hear. Yeah. You know, when good people, when nice people yeah. have yeah. good breaks. Well, it's interesting yeah. when Josh I I
5: met. Actually, when I was doing the Outsider series, and he was just new to town, I think I was one of the first people he met. And he came in for that, and he and he did he didn't get that one, but uh, but he had he didn't even have an agent. So I sent him, got him his first agent. Good for you. And I think he ended up going off to Australia or something. And then several years later, there he was again. And and it just when I met him, there was just I always remembered him. It was like there was something about this kid. We were going to be seeing him.
1: Well, and you know what? It's nice when you when you meet people that are are real
3: uh-huh. you know yeah. they've got a
1: talent with their craft but they're mm-hmm. real they're they're genuine people you want to help uh-huh. people like if someone's nice to you you're going to be nice to them and you're more apt to help someone that's a I good and nice that person that
4: I think that that's also the biggest message that we have in our book in terms of uh information that young actors need you know to come in and be the genuine person that you are mm-hmm. and be engaging so that it's not about this particular audition but it's about what we remember and what we hold on to. So, three movies from now, when you don't even know mm-hmm. that we're thinking about you, we go, "Remember that guy that we met, and he was wearing the blue shirt, and we liked him so much." And right, he'd be terrific for this. Yeah, you it's know? not
2: about being Tom Cruise because there's already a Tom Cruise. There's yeah.
4: already a Tom Cruise, and you know that's and and we have we have that, but there are plenty of other you know years and years ago. We, um, I had met a, young, a very young Dylan McDermott Just when he was graduating from Juilliard And he came mm. in to audition for The Princess Bride And he did not get the job right. But I thought he was terrific wow. And then later on we were casting um, a, Another movie that he actually did get the job but the movie never went anyplace but we had the we had his videotaped audition and when we were casting um, in the line of fire Mm
3: -hmm.
4: we needed uh, the young cop that gets killed at the very beginning of the movie and we showed the tape to Wolfgang Peterson and he said I love him just hire him and he had never met Wolfgang he didn't audition for the job Wow. When his agent called him to tell him that he got the job, he said, "What job? Well, I don't even know what this movie is. How did I get this job?" And apparently, the story is that it, he was about to quit show business that day. It was uh. he had,
3: had it.
5: And also that same day, he met the woman that he eventually married. See, no, day.
1: this this has come now full wow. circle to what we were talking about in the beginning. How you know you were ready, want to you know you were ready to you know get out of the business and forget about this, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get a phone call, and how and boom you know boom things happen, and how you girls are like little um, sort of Tinkerbells or, or little fairy <laughs> godmothers. That yes, the, the sh- what you auditioned for today. May mm-hmm. not be. It's all about being memorable, like you said, being genuine, Absolutely. being who yep. you are. You may not get it today, but what an awesome feeling to be able to call someone up three months later and say, mm-hmm. "This is right for you."
2: And speaking yeah. of memorable, uh, I, ladies, we've got to have you back for another part two. I
3: think okay. that's a good I, idea. I,
2: I mean, there's so much that 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 we could we can talk about. Know, you get you, you totally. ladies are just uh, like. Wow! Talk Wait, you should have your own show. Oh my god, you guys <laughs> no, I'm are serious. awesome.
1: Would you well, like your own show? Not ready to give up the day job yet. Yeah,
2: there you go. She's well, no, like yeah. no,
1: keep your day job. It's only like we get like, an hour a week or something. <laughs> okay.
2: Good. So, so, so. Uh, uh,
3: no, no, look. I'm
1: closing a deal, Darren. Uh, look at her. She's like, <laughs> let Hello. me close a oh, deal. <laughs> Listen, let me. Oh, let me, let me. I just cast you. Oh my god, I just cast you. I appreciate it. I think you guys would make great. Show hosts.
2: (laughs) And then when we come back the next time, we'll talk about the casting couch. How's that? Okay. That's
3: a boring topic, but we can try. (laughs) Oh, I know,
2: I know, I know. (laughs) Can I tell you what, ladies? It has been such a pleasure having you on tonight. Uh, for those of you who have been listening in, you'll want to go out and get this book, it's A Star awesome. is Found, Our Adventures Casting Some of Hollywood's Biggest Movies, by Janet Hershinson and Jane Jenkins. Uh, head on over to Barnes & Noble. Ha- I'm sure A- Amazon's probably got it. Uh, make sure you check it out. Ladies, Thanks for coming on, and uh, we will again work uh, work out of time and have you back for
4: part two. Well, thanks a million. It was great spending time with you. We won't say goodbye. We'll say au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.